Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Forgotten Football Club's podcast. I am your host, as per usual, Rory Bryce, and I'm joined, as usual, by Philip Rourke. Phil, how's it going? What's up, Rory? Delighted to be here. Uh, it feels like uh, we're really running through these now, aren't we? Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a, a busy, busy week. Uh, really busy week, actually, for recording and um, all other things, but it's all very, very good fun. We, we all enjoy doing them. We love speaking to new people, learning things about football from from across the, the country and across the world. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing today. We have got a featured episode for you today. So not one of our usual ones where we talk through the teams that were in Phil's book. Uh, we're going to be doing a bit of a feature on Welsh football, lost Welsh clubs, current Welsh football setup, the current Welsh national setup, Welsh grassroots football, you name it, everything Welsh football. And to join us in doing that, we've got a very, very special guest for you this evening, introducing Mr. Mark Jones. Mark, how are you? Good evening. Good evening, both. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um Obviously, in the middle of the transfer window, so not much football to be talked about, unfortunately, but a few pre-season outings here and there. Um, apart from that, just just work. Get, get my holidays coming up soon, so really, really can't complain. Everything's looking good. Pre-season seems to have started so early this year with so many clubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is this a runover from COVID or something? Because it's in full, it's in full flight already, and... We're not even into July, you know? I think, I think it was a mix of things. I think it was, one, the World Cup making the season really, really long. Yeah. Um, two, some teams, depending on their fortunes, have ended up, uh, you know, finishing a bit earlier than others, going on a bit longer than others. So, like, a few weeks ago, I went up to Dunfermline to watch them play a friendly yeah. against Bundesliga two-side FC St. Pauli. Uh-huh. I was telling someone at my work, uh, who's also a big football fan, and he said pre-season on June twenty third, and I was like, yeah. And he was just absolutely bemused by it, and I was like, yeah, actually, it's it's really really early. I mean, if you think about it, the last game in Scotland was June first, or roughly yeah. then about it's first weekend of June. The and then the back final, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah, you're absolutely right. It's really early for pre-season. Obviously, there was this stuff about Vincent Company bringing the Burnley players back early and all that stuff. So yeah, people have people have been getting started. I think it's going to be a big season. I'd imagine there would have been um, a fair few Celtic fans at the um, Dunfermline St. Pauli game. There were, yes. Uh, yeah. All the way away end. Myself and my friends were in the home end. My friends are a Dunfermline fan. I actually quite like the Dunfermline fans myself as well. Uh, a lot of the Celtic fans were actually being pretty irritating. Don't let that confuse you, Mark. I'm a Celtic fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one else, uh, no one else that I dislike more than Rangers fans and my own fans. So uh, there you go. We've uh... We've got something in common then. Aye, so that's Phil. We've been doing great with the guests so far. Everyone I've spoken to, more or less, has been a Celtic fan. So, need to keep yeah, us up. I think I'm starting to wonder if you're handpicking these on purpose, Rory. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I personally, as an Irish lad, many people probably think I sway towards Celtic. Uh, to be honest, I. Yeah, I watch Scottish football and I actually like Scottish football, but I actually have another team in Scottish football, but I'm not going to mention them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave it to it. It's not Celtic or Rangers, though. Uh, I would like to see somebody else win that league. Uh, just, just out of neutrality. Um, but sure, look, as I said, Scottish football, any type of football to me is absolutely brilliant. Um, I'd watch anything. Uh, and even as as we're, as we're going to get into it, uh, Welsh football. Uh, so, yes. Mark, I suppose... Welsh football at the moment uh, is on summer break. Um, did Welsh football used to be a summer league, though? A bit like the no, other league? No, it was never what? a summer league. And it, it's. I think it's one of the proposals that are on the table. Mm. 
for us to do that because Welsh clubs in Europe are, pre are pretty much across the board go out at the first or second qualifying round. Mm. And they're playing clubs that are halfway through their league season in Scandinavian clubs, things like that, you know. Um, but but also one of the considerations is um, in the Welsh Premier League, the, the attendances are pretty poor. Right. And it's a thought maybe that if we switch to summer league, I mean, like yourselves, mm. um, like yourself in Ireland, football, your, your football has got better. And I'm pretty sure the attendance has got better has, since yeah. you moved to summer. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that's, that's being considered to change maybe, you know, but I, then you've got to fit everything else around it. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not um, a quick fix, is it? You know? No, it's not. And I've seen quoted on uh, Twitter and stuff like that, that uh, there's two big teams. Now, I don't know if they've been promoted. Uh, two big teams that, uh, that have big attendances in the Welsh League are actually playing in the second tier at the moment. So has that that affected things as well? Well, you've got ba ba Barrytown have just been promoted back yeah. up to the Welsh Premier League. So um, um, Colwyn Bay have recently um, left the English Pyramid to join the Welsh Pyramid. Um, they were getting well over a thousand quite regularly. Um, Barry, they can get over a thousand on on a good day, um, but I mean, we're talking about you know forgotten clubs, Bangor City. Um, that's a massive loss, you mm. know, for for Welsh football. Um, I was about to say yeah, they, that was fairly recent, and there's the Druids as well. Um, again, sorry. Is it Druids as well? Said that they oh, were... Ke Flex's Kevin Druids. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, again, not 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 big crowds. I mean, what what I always go back to is Connors Key Nomads, who've regularly finished in European places. Yes. Um, regularly finished in the top half of the table. Uh, you remember this yourself, probably. Um, Monarch. Uh, yeah, they beat Kilmarnock. Yeah, Monarch. To be fair, I mean, and I feel like Phil will be used to this. Obviously, Sligo beat Motherwell um, mm -hmm. earlier the, at the very, very start of this season. But at the time, Motherwell had a dog shit manager. Kilmarnock, I, th I think Kilmarnock were, were reasonably unlucky in some ways, but in other times they were outplayed. But they actually had an Italian manager at the time called Angelo Alessio, and he didn't last very long. Uh -huh. um, but, you know... I don't, I don't remember him, no, no. The, the yeah. point I was going to make is that, that was Connors Key's Biggest game in an entire history. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'd, I'd, say, I'd say there were about fifty Connors Key fans at Kilmarnock for that game. Yeah. Now, it, it it's in such a big football area, close to Wrexham, close to Merseyside, close to Manchester. You'd think that, okay, if you're into football, you'd go as a one-off to go and watch that, and mm. it didn't happen. I, I um, I think I'm at a loss quite often. And a lot of other people are at a loss as to why the attendances in the West Premier League are so poor. Yeah. No? Well, before we before we kind of get stuck into the nitty gritty of everything, Mark. Yeah. You know, obviously, we we introduced you there, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? What's well, obviously, your stake in the Welsh football game is that you're Welsh. <laughs> um, I am. Presumably enjoy it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what clubs you support? Um, how long you've you've been following the game for? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite thing about Welsh football is etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Just this is your time to shine. Okay, so 
well, clearly I'm a lot older than both of you, so I've been watching the game a lot longer. Um, <laughs> so, okay, um, my nearest professional club is Cardiff City. Um, and that would have been the first um, live game I ever went to see, was Cardiff City play Leighton Orient in 1977. Uh, my dad used to work at Hoover's in Merthyr, uh, and he was a massive rugby. He's a rugby player and a rugby fan, so he begrudgingly took me to watch watch football. Um, but uh, the guy in work said, "He said you need to go down tonight." He said, "There's a guy playing for Orient, and he's going to be the next Pele," and that was in fact Laurie Cunningham, um, who then transferred transferred to West Brom a couple of months later. But he scored the winner that night. But anyway, as a kid, a, a young kid, I was a Liverpool fan. Right, it was at Liverpool, um, Keegan McDermott, you know, right, David Johnson. But the main main draw for me was John Toshak. He was a well centre forward and played for probably the top team in Europe, you know. So that was a massive draw. Um, so Cardiff City are my are my local side. Do I watch? Um, I've always been a West Brom fan as well, so um, I follow them. The team I watch the most now is Merthyr. Um, and I go I go and watch them home and away. Um, I find it a lot better value for money as an away day. Um, the standard's pretty good in the Southern Premier League. Um, attendance is, uh, well, attendance is higher than the Welsh Premier League. So we get, what, average seven, eight hundred, um, which is a decent a decent crowd at uh, for a decent atmosphere at that, at that, at that level. Um, Wales. Um, okay, so I, my first Wales home game was in nineteen seventy eight, I think. Um, and I've been abroad to watch them. I don't know. Uh, I'd say about fifteen times. I'm going out to Armenia in November to watch Wales. Um, basically because I've never been to Armenia, so it's one to tick off. Like, yeah. Um. And that's kind of my football sort of, uh, yeah. So I take my granddaughter down to watch Cardiff City. She quite enjoys that. Um, but I, I watch Merthyr, I would say, more than any other club now. Mm. No, that's brilliant. That's that's a great uh, great experience. Uh, obviously, you've been watching the game for a long, long time. Um, and what I quite like is how it's come full circle, how you were, you know, as you said, kind of begrudgingly taking to football games. Yeah, uh, but now you're taking your granddaughter to football games as well. Like it's it's brilliant. It's it's really, really lovely. It's it's nice how. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think she'd enjoy the Merth experience, <laughs> but she likes the professional football at the stadium and the mascots and and the food and everything. You know, so it's it's more the day out. I think as well. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, absolutely. And you've got a big screens and everything, like you know. So it's a lot more glitzy, isn't it? Like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. No, yeah, it, it's yeah, really I mean, yeah. Sorry, Phil, on you go. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 quite like uh, a bit of a, a bit of a, a journey there. Like you start off a card off, and you you kind of gone down the, the the ladders and stuff like that. I'm a, as you as you can see, nobody will be able to see this, but you can see I'm a big Liverpool fan with my jerseys there, uh, Mark. Uh, I spent yes. all my life uh, being from Ireland. Um, you know, Ireland, Ireland's dominated by you know Liverpool, United, uh, and that sort of stuff. But like yourself, I kind of started off with Liverpool, still yeah. am a big Liverpool fan, but I kind of went then into the League of Ireland when I was 18, uh, a club called Spartan Fingal. Um, 
it, it was um it was it was I don't want to say late. Uh, at eighteen, you know, you're probably only getting your bearings in life. Um, and then unfortunately, as as everybody knows, um, Sporting Fingal disbanded, and the catalyst of this kind of football, uh, forgotten football. Uh, but then yeah. I did latch on to St. Pat's, who are another Dublin club. And uh-huh. I've been supporting them for the last 10 years. And I've been gradually, while I still go to Liverpool games and I support Liverpool, I've been gradually, I'm 32 now, you know, swaying towards more League of Ireland and going to League of Ireland, uh, you know, Pat's injury core, going to away games uh, and stuff like that. So it's, I always feel it's, it's that... The co- it's the cost, it's the cost yeah. of professional football, isn't it? The, 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 is, is absolutely... I mean, Cardiff City season tickets are not actually not bad value for money, but... um. You know, if you want to just turn up on the day and buy a ticket, what is it, £28, 30 quid? Yeah. And to watch a team at the bottom of the championship, I, I don't think it's very good value for money. Um, we went to watch, um, there's a couple of us went to watch Aldershot against Barnet a couple of years ago, um, like a Christmas game in between Christmas Day and New Year. Um, and that was league prices. It was something like £22, I think, to get in. Not bad. To, uh, Something like 22 quid or 25 quid to get in um, to a conference game. And I was amazed, you know. You can watch, um, on a continent, you can watch um, top flight games for less than that, you know. Mark, I'm a Napoli fan as well. So I've got, I I actually am a Napoli fan member. You have to become a fan member to get into games over there. You have to get a Cardinal, a Trillion membership. And when you go over, a ticket over there is only eleven euro to get into the Maradona Stadium. Now, to say the Maradona Stadium, the atmosphere is unbelievable. Is yeah. it's under it's an under appreciation. I, I can never explain how good it was. But yeah. the thing is, is that only recently, um, even in the league winning season last year, they were asked to pay an extra euro onto that, and the ultras boycotted it. They said, "No, we're not paying the extra euro," and they wouldn't go to it, and they went mad. And basically, the chairman wow. and the owner had to uh, bow down and say, "Right, fair enough, we won't raise the euro." And I think that's a little, that's different. Uh, to, you know, European continent game to maybe the the UK and Ireland is where we kind of just go, "I uh, go on." Raise it up, raise it up, and nobody kind of there's never a kind of protest or a, or anything about it. We no. take it, and uh, that's no. what we found with the the continental fans. Um, uh, yeah, totally, I totally agree. And um, I mean, there were protests about that, you know, the proposed Super League, but that was the elder rich clubs. Yeah, um, basically p- protesting about I don't know what, <laughs> you know, it was slightly slanted, wasn't it? Like you know. Which leads, um, leads me into yeah. this, uh, uh, Mark. Um, obviously, Welsh football. Oof, the last few weeks have been have been a tough uh, few weeks for Welsh football, especially in the lower leagues. Um, and yeah. a lot of clubs seem to be announcing statements on Twitter and stuff like that that they are uh, folding. Yeah. Um, that's obviously down yeah. to financial. Uh, you know, the, the, the Welsh FA maybe not giving giving money to these clubs. Um, is there a case? Uh, yeah. It is the Welsh FA, or is it these clubs are being misled? I've 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 heard a lot of people complain about it. Um, if they haven't done publicly, then they've done it privately. Um, the Welsh FA have made a lot of money, obviously, through qualifying for Mm. wow, four tournaments or Mm. three, is it? Um, two Euros and one World Cup finals. Um, unprecedented success. Made lots of money out of it. Um, I, we're a small country, and uh, how can I put this? Um, 
there's not a lot of money to go around for football, you know? Um, Can I ask you this then, Mark? Where is that money that, you know, you're qualified, that the Welsh FA had? Like, speaking as somebody like from the FAI uh, here in Ireland who ruined football and, and, and yeah. it's the way our money. And, and we found out why and where it went because we missed our, um, I won't mention his name, just in case we get legally. <laughs> so we don't need that yeah. one. Um, but uh, you know who I'm talking about. Where has the money gone from the Welsh FA? Do you know? Uh, hey, look, do, you, uh, do you have a guess? Uh, well, it's uh, no, I, I have no idea whatsoever. Um, ticket prices, I think, uh, I mean, it's £35 to go to watch Wales at home now. Um, before the success, even with even allowing for inflation and things like that, you could get a ticket for 20 quid to watch Wales, you know, which I think was a fair deal, like mm. £35. The um the Nathan League games, which are basically glorified friendlies. Sorry, sorry, Scottish mate, but um they are right. They glorified like, friendlies. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, listen, fair enough. I completely get where you're coming from. I could understand that a team that are in free fall at the moment, the fans, and they might feel a bit aggrieved that we're winning games and they're not. So, um, you know, that, that, that's okay. If if you think they're glorified friendlies, that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy the good times while we're here. No, do you know what? I preferred it. I preferred it when we had actual friendlies and we used to play. Um, I mean, the last one I went to, they they played Paraguay. I'm a, I'm never gonna gonna get to see Paraguay play football and things like that. I so suppose I it's, it's one of those I, things I, where you know, I'm gonna see Belgium and Holland. I don't know about ten times in my lifetime, sort of thing. You know, yeah. it's the thing. Like my dad travelled to Wales a lot to see Scotland and Wales play each other, and yeah. travelled to England a lot as well. He says that he's got loads of Welsh friends because of just meeting them and stuff like that. So he got yeah. great with them. It was always a good atmosphere. Um, so yeah, I think that's not that I've ever experienced it, but it's maybe something that's missed in in this day and age. So maybe they should bring the the friendlies back for the home internationals. They, yeah. they, and they won't. They they. they they're set that they won't bring him back, you know. But um, I think I think today they'd be an even more attractive thing to watch, you know. Um, maybe even involved Ireland instead of, as well as Northern Ireland, you know. I don't know how that would work out, but um, it's just one for thought. Um, the Welsh National, I have no idea where the money goes, and I'm pretty sure they've made a lot of money. Well, this yeah. is the other thing then, because um, obviously you have had a lot of success on the international stage. Uh, it wouldn't be a Welsh feature if we didn't mention uh, Mr. Gareth Bale either. Yeah. Obviously, he hasn't played in Welsh football and he's played predominantly in Spain and, and English football, of course, and then yeah. America. But I would have thought if you had a superstar like that, no, he's a superstar, that Welsh yeah. football, even like in the grassroots Welsh football, like you're talking about Kelvin Bay and all, they may have used him as a kind of way to attract fans uh, to the league uh, or am I being a bit naive there oh you mean um, by involving Gareth Bale in the Welsh League yeah would he because he seems to be a bit of a nationalist like he loves Wales so I would have assumed he would have tried to help in any way he could to yeah. promote the Welsh League or wow. is, is that is that a wrong thing to assume uh, do you know what the, the Welsh pre, the Welsh Premier League or the Welsh Pyramid I think it's seen as some kind of niche market. So we used to have games on S4C, but they're no longer covering the games now. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, Cardiff Met, um, who were Welsh Premier League. Um, now, obviously they play in the same city as Cardiff City. Mm. So you'd think that when Cardiff City was, say, away to Sunderland or Middlesbrough or something like that, 
then a lot of Cardiff City fans would go and watch Cardiff Met. But it doesn't happen. You don't get that. You don't get that thing happen at all. You know, it's um, is it is a bad promotion from the clubs? Are they not advertising themselves well? Because I know a few people involved in Welsh football. Um, I think uh, an Irishman is in charge of the media, and uh, Noel Mooney is that his name? Noel Mooney, Noel yeah, Mooney, yeah, yeah. Pardon me, and he, yeah. he regularly tweets and stuff and does a bit of work. Uh, obviously there. Um, is it the clubs themselves are just not? Uh, doing their part, or what? What is it? Is it just the Welsh public not engaging? I, 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 I've tr- looked at it and tried to get to get an answer for it. Okay, mm. and I thought the twenty sixteen Euros when we got the semi final would be a catalyst for the Welsh league, you know, mm. and people would want to go and watch. And it just didn't happen. Either they think that the product is poor, or it's not promoted well enough, or um. The facilities they don't think. I think what the I think what I'm trying to say is, um, here we have Wrexham, for instance, all right, or or Newport, Newport County. You you'd get very few Newport County fans who'd go and watch Newport City in the Welsh League mm. on an alternative Saturday. Why? Why won't? Why? Why? Why not? Why have they? Why is there no interest in it whatsoever? Yet, lower down the leagues, the attendances. I think, I think, and I can't be hundred percent sure. I think it's the only country in Europe where the um, second division gates are higher than the, the the Premier League, which is uh, oh, so work that one out. You know, it's yeah. um, it's absolutely crazy. Like you know, yeah, that's you, you, that's quite interesting actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get you get clubs. Uh, I mean. Obviously, the travelling is less, so you, maybe that's got something to do with it. Mm. Whereas the Welsh Premier League is a national league, so um, Connors Key down at Barry is what? It's a, it's a difficult journey. It's a long journey, you know? Um, but I went to watch Barry Town United play Connors Key two seasons ago, I think, something like that, maybe. Uh, and, I, and I'm pretty sure there wasn't any Connors Key fans there. And I don't want to sound like I'm digging Connors key out, but <laughs> if Baller had been playing there, there probably wouldn't have been any Baller fans either, you know? It's just, it's a misnomer that no one can quite put their finger on why this is, why, which then leads to think, well, maybe if we moved it to a summer league, right, and it wasn't competing with, um, uh, you know, clubs in England or clubs in the English pyramid, the gates might go up maybe we're thinking about well i'll tell you uh mark what what league of ireland uh just so league of ireland was kind of like that a few years ago where there was uh poor attendances very poor attendances even the big clubs uh like sean mcrovers bohemians and all but COVID actually was like a bit of a blessing in the skies here because people obviously then couldn't travel over to you know anfield uh, old trafford uh-huh. and stuff like that so people turned to uh league of ireland football when they could go to matches and uh we we captured like league of ireland clubs captured those fans and kept them i'm just wondering would the same did the welsh clubs not do that did they miss an opportunity there do you feel um yeah i, I just can't understand why it doesn't happen i mean you know, you, you're talking Premier League clubs, so so the League of Ireland. Well, what what is the average 
the overall average attendance in the League of Ireland, roughly? Uh, I would say, so Rovers would get the most with 7,000 uh, a game, and then the least would be UCD, who would probably only get a few hundred because they're a college. Uh, they're not really, they don't have fans. So the average would be, you're probably looking at the top five clubs getting about four, five, four thousand, five thousand. So you're probably looking at the average about four thousand, say. Okay, so you can take a note off for the Welsh League, Welsh Premier League. For four hundred. Yeah. The the average, I I wouldn't have said the overall average is much more than five hundred. Really. Really, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's madness. Uh, I mean, yeah. what, 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 what I'm going to move on to next is we're, we're still talking about the Welsh League and the kind of difficulties they have. Um, yeah. it would do you think that, say, clubs like Swansea and Cardiff and Wrexham, um, and Newport, yeah. uh, well, predominantly Welsh, mm. Welsh clubs, do you think if they didn't defect yeah. to England, do you think it would be a different story? What if they joined the Welsh Premier League? Yeah, are not even joined if they never left. Oh, so so if they never left the Welsh League, is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, but they but, well, no, because they were always they were always predominantly involved in the English pyramid. Um, so all, all four of those clubs are totally linked in with English football. Um, they fielded Welsh League sides and. Were involved in Welsh football that way, but um, I mean, Cardiff City, Swansea, not so much Newport, but but both of them they started off in the Southern League, Western League, um, then became they then joined the Football League in the twenties. Um, their, their entire history is is involved in the English pyramid, you know. Um, they were calls. Obviously, Wrexham got promoted this year back to the Football League. But yeah. I think a couple, of, I think a couple of years ago, they were hovering around the bottom for a bit in the in the in the conference. Um, one of one of the biggest um, calls you get is for Merthyr to leave the Southern Premier League and join the Welsh Premier League. Okay, but Wrexham were just one league above them, really, right? Or two, you know, two leagues actually, right? And no one was calling for Wrexham to join the Welsh League because. Yeah. It would be the end of the club, you know. There's no way they could run Wrexham Football Club as a Welsh Premier League club. Um, do I as think a, as, a, as a Mark as a Welsh uh, football fan, and, and you, yeah. you may speak for others or may not. Yeah, do you feel aggrieved that the likes of Sw- like, for example, for me, if say Pats, Bowes, Rovers, and um, Shelburne, the two four big Dublin clubs here, uh-huh. decided, do you know what? We're going to go over and join the English League, the English Pyramid, or we're going to join yeah. the Scottish Pyramid. Yeah. You know, there'll be a big grievance here in, in Ireland. Uh, so is there a grievance in Welsh football that Swansea, Cardiff, Newport and Wrexham now currently uh, have decided, do you know what? We're going to be in the English Pyramid instead of the Welsh one. Sorry, just well, jumping ahead of you there, Mark. Just because what I was going to say was, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of the cases of teams joining up with uh, pyramids that aren't from the country they're based in, a lot of it's historical and can be geographical as well. So in the cases yeah. of Scotland, like teams in the borders like Gretna, Gretna originally played in the English Northern pyramid Northern system. Pyramid. Yeah, they played in Northern yeah. because Carlisle was closer to them than any other of the teams they would have played yeah. from the Central Belt in Scotland. Uh, Berwick Rangers, obviously they're in Berwick, which is just a nib over the border, and England yeah. they play in the Scottish setup. Because again, it's it's been easier for them to travel because they're they're, they're quite far away from a lot. 
lot yeah. of places. So I can imagine there's a probably a few historic reasons as well. But and to be fair, I don't know when the last time would have been that a team uh, joined a pyramid setup that wasn't the country they were based in. Certainly not happened up here in quite some time. I don't know if it's the case in England. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Rory, in, in Ireland, Derry, Derry, City, yeah, 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 from Northern Ireland to the obviously the South. Yeah, but they're not maybe a little political as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. oh, no, back to that, Mark. Is there a grievance to this sort of thing in Welsh football? The Welsh fans um, have a bad. Taste? I've read, I've read some things on Twitter, you know, and quite frankly, I find them ridiculous. You know, um, no, no, um, no reasonable thinking fan of Cardiff, Swansea, Wrexham, and Newport would ever want to join the Welsh Premier League. It would be the end of the clubs. You know, we're talking a thirty thousand. Well, we are. Example, um, uh, last last night or the night before, Cardiff City played TNS in a friendly at the Cardiff City yeah. Stadium. I think they were about um, looking at on the cameras, maybe three, four hundred people there. You know. Well, you- I'll, I'll give you this. I'll give you this, Mark. Uh, and and Rory, I'm not. I'm not disparaging the the Scottish league, but mm. there's been obviously talks with Celtic and Rangers. You know. Going down to the English League because they're they're bigger than the other clubs in Scotland. Uh, I can see Rory nodding his head. They're never going to happen. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't want it. I, it's I, not, I, don't... No, I, I don't think it should happen. Um, but the Celtic Rangers have stayed in the Scottish League and they and they've you know made it. You know, people watch the Scottish League because Celtic and Rangers are in it. I'm wondering if say Swansea and Cardiff said, you know what. You know, we're sick of being championship clubs or we're sick of playing in the kind of, not the lower leagues, but not, not yeah. the, they're never going to win the Premier League. Why don't we go to the Welsh uh, pyramid, you know, dominate it um, and, and create a kind of buzz to it? I, I know that sounds too simple and you'll probably tell me why it'll never happen. But it's just, right. uh, to me, it's just, there's a little similarities, but I'm just looking from the outside. That's an interesting running, question. Yeah. I mean, we're running 30, in this case of Cardiff City, hmm. A thirty plus thousand seater stadium, Swansea is something like twenty two or whatever, um, with virtually no one there. It would be completely, as a business case, um, impossible. You know, um, Newport. This, I can't. I I I can't imagine any Newport fans would want to join the Welsh Premier League. Wrexham fans, absolutely the same as well. You know, and. <laughs> If you ask if you ask all the Bangor City fans whether they made the right decision to join the Welsh Premier League um, and leaving the English pyramid, I think they'll say absolutely not. You know, it was a massive mistake. Having said that, I think there's room for both. There's room for the Welsh Premier League and there's also room for Cardiff City, Swansea City, Newport and Wrexham to play in the English pyramids, along with Merthyr. Um uh, I mean, it's just an interesting thing. I've always found it found it quite. Ex- obviously, there's financial reasons, and and there's all sorts of complications when it comes to it. What about? And I've heard this muted on Twitter. This is again just me throwing this out there. What would you say if, say, Swansea B, uh, Cardiff B, the reserve teams joined the Welsh League? Do you think that would attract attendances? Yeah, well, that's what used to happen. That, yeah, they used to have Welsh League sites, um, and that's no. Kind of coming back, we've got a um, uh, it's not even a league cup, but um, it starts. Uh, I can't remember the name of the cup, it's a kind of invitation cup, but it's kind of league cup anyway. Um, 
the under twenty one sides of Cardiff City and Sw- and Swansea will be playing in that cup against Welsh pyramid teams. Okay. So um, Cardiff City under twenty ones are playing Cambrian and Clydach, um up in uh, Tonopandy. Um, so yeah, they'll they'll get a good turnout, and I think that's a great idea. Um, there's nothing on there's nothing um, at stake in it. You know, there's no European places or anything like that. Um, so I think that's a good idea. Uh, do I think that Cardiff City and Swansea should be? Do you know what? I think the clubs involved wouldn't be uh, in, involved in the Welsh Premier League wouldn't like that one bit. If I'm honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a conversation we've had here in Ireland about uh, B teams being involved in our in our league system, pyramid system, and it hasn't gone down well. Uh, Sean McRoberts would be where we're, and I know it's been in Scottish football as well. Uh, yeah. Moving nicely then into uh, the the Welsh Cup. Um, which yeah. did include uh, English teams up to I think it was 1995. Um, yeah. What what what's your view on that? Do you think the Welsh Cup should involve teams like Wrexham, Swansea, Cardiff, Newport, or even other English teams like Shrewsbury? Well, I, again, so, so if an English club won it, which they did, yeah. Hedyford, Shrewsbury, um, they couldn't qualify for Europe. Um, so the, the losers in the final or the nearest placed Welsh side would then go into Europe. Um, I'd love to see those clubs back in the Welsh Cup. But again, <laughs> I can't see how it can be done, you know? Mm. Um, I can't see how politically it can be done. I think it'd be a great idea because, again, the Welsh Cup attendances... I mean, I was looking earlier... Um, and I know I'm going back a bit, but um, 1949, um, just after the Second World War, Welsh Cup final, um, I think it was Merthyr Swansea at Ninian Park, 35,000, okay? Um, the Welsh Cup final now is lucky if they get 1,000 in. Okay. So something needs to be done clearly. Now, I, I think it'd be a great idea. I, I'd love to see Cardiff City play back in the Welsh Cup again and play, and go to places that... Um, it wasn't promoted very well back in the day and the attendances weren't great. But I think it might be different this time round. Just, 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 you know, it's just what I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fair enough. Rory, do you have anything to, to, to say on that? Um, no, not massively. I suppose. Um, as as always, you know, I, I, I like taking notes. I like drawing similarities. I like looking at other things that we can research and and look into. And when you mentioned Mark, the the cup, yeah. it's not really a league cup. It sounds an awful lot like our Challenge Cup. You know, where we invite Welsh teams. In fact, I'm pretty sure a Welsh team nearly won it. They've made it to the final against Ross County a few years ago. I think that's a great cup. I think it's fantastic. I, I love it. It's for so Phil. I, I don't know if you've heard of it before. You will have. It used to be called the uh, Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Trophy, the Iron Brew Cup, yeah, uh, SPFL Crush Trophy. Yeah. So the host of names, but basically it's for lower league teams only. So teams below the SP, the Scottish Premiership. Yeah, Bowles and Waterford uh, featured in it one year. Um, and we actually Bowles decided that they weren't going to actually send over a team, or or Waterford wouldn't, because they just didn't see the point in it. Which is kind of strange that they even entered it and then said, "Oh no, actually it's colliding with our league. We're not bothering." Uh, yeah. But I remember it well. Just the name, the caramel or the Tunnock's caramel wafer biscuit cup or something like that. Love that's a caramel wafer. Best cup ever. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's that's just, and, and we all love Tunnock's caramel wafers as well. 
Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, but it's great seeing like all the, the the supporters of the teams from Wales and Northern Ireland coming up and and playing in these games. Like it's good for that as well. But I know Carnarvon played. Um, I think they played Queens Park or maybe um, Clyde or Partick. They played the team in the Glasgow area, and I think yeah. they took they took a couple of hundred up there. Like you know, yeah, there was in, there, there was interest. I think I, I like it. I I I I like the idea of it. I think it's a good a, a, a bit of interest. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and and again, it's I suppose from an outsider looking in, obviously from someone who you know people say that Scott the Scottish leagues are uh, farmers leagues all the time. People say the same about Ireland. People say the same about Wales. When I say people, I mean majority English fans. You know, <laughs> um, and yes, we are smaller leagues. Like, let's not take that away. But the Irish yeah. league. The Irish league is up and is really really up and coming. I don't want to say that as if I'm being disparaging because I'm not, but it's on the rise. The Scottish league is enjoying a really really good spell at the moment. Yeah. What's happening with the Welsh league? Is it the same? No, it's not. It's no. Why? Not. Why? Uh, I, I, I'm at a loss, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. As I've said, the, for me, the 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 interest in football now in Wales. Uh, at national level, because of the, the, the success, I mean, there's more people play football in Wales than play rugby anyway, right? Yeah. You know, so, so uh, you know, it's always been a well-supported game, but the domestic leagues, I'm at a loss to it as to why there is so little interest. I don't think there is promoted very well. Um. I think the league's probably too small. The top flight is too small. Um, maybe the product isn't that good. I, I mean, I've, I've watched Welsh Premier League and I watched Merthyr in the Southern Premier League. And I'd say they're probably on a par, OK? However, when Wales play uh, England, the amateurs, the Wales seasides, yeah? Have you seen the um, internationals? Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's, it's the basically Welsh Premier League best players playing the conference best players. They've done pretty well against them and beaten them, you know. So it's an odd one. It, um, geography has got a lot to do with it as well. I mean, it's a difficult... It's, it's You relate to it in Scotland, absolutely. Once you get out of the central belt... Yeah, exactly. traveling around Scotland is difficult, right? It's in the west, hard. in the west, yeah. So yeah. it's the same in Wales, you know. To go from uh, Bala to Barry is that's a, that's a four or five hour journey one way, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. It's so rough. I don't know if that's got something to do with it. Maybe um, it, it needs to change. Like I said, the summer league has been has been talked about. And I don't think it's a bad idea. However, I don't know how you'd be able... I'm not sure how you'd be able to fit it in, you know, at the, the transfer that, and the changeover to be in a summer league. But I think it's worth a, it's worth a go, you know? OK, so, Mark, I suppose the question then, if you were, say, in charge of the Welsh, Welsh football, right? Put yourself yeah. there. You're in charge of Welsh football. Uh, you're told, right, come up with a proposal to make... Welsh football better or more attractive. What yeah. would you do? How how would you go about it? What what would you say in your own opinion? I'd I'd uh, expand the league to four the top flight to fourteen clubs. Um, Good start. I'd mm-hmm. probably allow 
or try and allow some entry into the Welsh Cup for the uh, five clubs who play in the pyramid, English pyramid, mm-hmm. again. Um, promotion. Much, much more, prom- better promotion. And, and and a summer league, yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably move it to a summer league because if you want an example of how it's worked, look at Ireland. Yeah. There's there's a comparable situation, comparable country, um, and it's worked. It's worked for you, hasn't it? Yeah, so indeed, yeah. Yeah. So why can't it work? Why can't it work in Wales? You know, I I I'd go for that. I mean, I, I, they sound like simple ideas. I mean, it doesn't sound like rocket science, uh, you know, that you can implement no. them and, and make... Well, for, now, obviously, people say it's not that easy. Um, but to me, it, 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 is, it is that... It, people complicate things. Now, obviously, my knowledge of Welsh football and, and ge- geographical uh, stuff about Wales isn't that great. But here, even in Ireland, it's quite difficult to get to certain places like Cove, um, Finn Harps, um, and stuff like that. So it is Dublin yeah. is basically our central belt. Everything revolves around Dublin, and then outside of that, it's kind of like, well, you have to figure it out yourself, lads. Um, yeah, I'm right saying Phil that the Donegal is notoriously quite difficult to get to. As there's well. no train station to go to Donegal. There's yeah, no there train go. going from Dublin to Donegal, um, which is shocking in this day and age. So I can understand the, the Welsh uh, concerns and stuff like that. So you're probably looking at other things like transportation, uh, you know, yeah. kind of outside the control of Welsh FA, obviously, uh, governmental sort of things. Um, but everything you said there, Mark, sounds quite realistic. Uh, and you know it could be implemented within the next five ten years. Re- realistically, there's no reason why. Um, to get into a more positive spin, Mark. Um, yeah, sure. Welsh, Welsh teams in Europe. Obviously, Europe is coming up. Uh, I know Shamrock Rovers are playing an Icelandic team on Tuesday in the in the Champions League. Welsh teams yeah. in Europe. Uh, how do you think they'll get on this year? I know you've already said they usually get knocked out early on, but uh, um, do they have a chance. I, I, I... I'm confident about uh, yeah. I think TNS got quite a hard draw. Um, they usually go the furthest, um, so they're probably the most likely to. Um, I mean, they're the, they're only they're the only team that's approaching professional club in um, the Welsh Premier League. Pennabont have got um, unique. I, I I can't even pronounce it. They, they've got a club um, and they're playing that at the rugby stadium in Bridgend. Bit of a pity though, because UEFA rules state that only only seats can be used. Mm. So mm. the games are sell out. The games are sell out, but the vast terrace along the length of the ground is unused, which is a bit of a pity. Um, Half the West County, um, they're playing their home game at Cardiff City. So um, yeah, ho- hopeful, um, but not <laughs> not over positive. Do you, do, you think, do you think with the introduction of the, the Europa, it's called now, it's actually called the European or the UEFA Conference League, the, the true yeah. Europa thing uh, to make it standalone, uh, I don't know, all PR stuff. You, now, I know Sean McRobers were in last year and it's been a gateway for Irish clubs now to actually play in Europe against, you know, big enough teams. Like you, you saw the final there, you know, uh, West Ham uh, winning against Fiorentina, big names. Do you think in the future... I, 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 only my knowledge on Welsh football, TNS are probably your best bet. Do you think they'll ever get to a group stage? Uh, well, I remember, I remember Shamrock Rovers getting to the group stage. Yeah. Obviously, right? That's that's the dream, isn't it? You know. Um, wow. Um, 
at the moment, no, I really can't. Um, no, I can't. I, I just can't see it happening at the moment, no. Unfortunately. Um, I, know, I know TNS, and I only know TNS because I used to work with a lad who played from Curtis Byrne. Uh, he used to play for them. Uh, I, I know him uh, fairly well. He he, he played. He went over. I remember him telling me. I worked with him at the time when he moved over. Uh, yeah. He used to actually play for Linfield as well uh, uh -huh. and various clubs. Uh, but when he went to TNS, I know for a fact he was offered a good bit of money to go over there uh, and that they have they have a substantial amount of money. You said they're, they're the closest thing to professional. They are. They are. Is that a good and... thing or a bad thing? Welsh well, they, they completely dominate the Welsh yeah. Premier League. You know, I mean, Connors Key won it a couple of years ago. Um, the last team before TNS to win it is probably Barry, and that's probably back in the early 2000s. Um, TNS are nailed on to win it every single year. And some of the results they have um, are, are slightly embarrassing, you know, for the league. I mean, we're talking we're talking double figure scores sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, that's not good for the league, is it? No one wants to see. Uh, I know it happens in leagues, and it happens in every league, including the Premiership. But you don't want to see that much of a gap between the top side and other sides. You want to see a competition, yeah. a competitive league, yeah. and there is no, there is no. Um, I think Connors Key went semi pro for a while. And I think they kind of had a really good season, caught up with them a bit. Um, it's going to be TNS every year, like, you know. Um, you think the, the Welsh League will ever... Look, I mean, here in Ireland, uh, a lot of the clubs are now turning professional. Uh, so, for example, Bohemians, they're one of the oldest clubs. They were professional, but they've now... They yeah. were semi-pro for a good few years. They now turn professional. Rovers are a professional outfit. Um, uh, I'd say clubs like Sligo are professional. Pats are shells with Damien Duff as the manager. They've just got taken over by a Turkish lad. They're professional. Yeah. It's turning very professional here in in Ireland. Even the women's league over here is now gone professional. Uh, yeah. Ireland, after years of amateur and semi-pro, do you yeah. think Welsh football will ever reach that stage? Um. Or do you want to? A, a lot of the clubs you mentioned there are, are city clubs, uh, Dublin clubs or, or Cork, Cork, for instance, you know, places mm. like that. Ballard are, are um, a more or less ever present now in the Welsh Premier League. I don't think 10,000 people live in Ballard. I think the population is something like 8,000, you know. Um, Good point. Yeah. Uh, Connors Key, probably the same same. Um, TNS playing Oswald Street is a town, new town. Okay, well, that's probably the biggest town in Mid Wales. Um, what's the population of Newtown? Maybe 30,000, 40,000 maximum. Aberystwyth, maybe about 30,000, 40,000 as well, off the top of my head. There's more population centres. Um, the, the cities haven't got, a, apart from Cardiff Met, haven't got a Welsh Premier League club. And they are terribly supported, you know. Uh, um, Cardiff City fans just, as a rule, just do not go and watch Cardiff Mets, you know. So th there's different factors at play, you know. Um, Carnarvon get pretty good crowds, but they're out on a limb. I think they're so far away from Wrexham or Manchester or Liverpool that they do get a, a bit, you know, a, a, a bigger crowd sort of thing, like, you know. And it's a, it's a bigger town as well, but 
we're talking small towns here, like, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I suppose in Ireland, as, as I said, Dublin clubs kind of dominate. Then you have uh, Cork, as you mentioned. Um, uh, Galway uh, is quite a big kind of yeah. county and stuff like that. It's kind of based off counties. Once it's outside of Dublin, uh, it's it's based kind of at county level. You have two clubs in Loud, and Loud is quite a small county, Dundalk and Trotter. And actually, Dundalk's... Uh, uh, attendances are the only one that have dropped in the last few years but that's because they had such good success over the last few years they were in Europa League under Stephen Kenny uh, the last few years have been a bit yeah. of a struggle uh, they had American owners that pulled out all that kind of stuff um, yeah. then something I've actually always wanted to ask you Phil as well um, mm-hmm. sorry to go off on a bit of a tangent obviously I visited Cork for the first time last year uh, unfortunately never managed to get to a game at Turner's Cross um, but hopefully that's going to be in, on the cards for this year is Cove part of Cork? I know it's part yeah. of County Cork. Is it part of Cork City? No, no, it's it's no. not. Okay. It's not part of Cork City. It would be known as a kind of suburb of Cork. It's it's right. southern Cork. It's it's very hard to get there, but it's like a little town yes. outside. Yeah. And that's Roy Keane's first club, yeah. Yeah, that's where he's from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I don't know yeah. if he's from there, but that's his first club. It's a yeah. it's a town, the small seaside town. But in saying that. Uh, they've never gone bust. They've never really been in any financial difficulties that I've ever heard of. Uh, they're always a constant. They've gone on a few cup runs. They played in the Premier. They're, they're at the moment. They're actually doing well in uh, the the second division uh, or the first division as it's known. Um, and they're in the playoff spots now. It's quite easy to get the playoff spots if you look at the League of Ireland table in the first division. However, um, if they, they have a good chance of getting promoted, they're a well-run club, uh, a real kind of tight-knit club, and something that a lot of clubs would love to be. You know, uh, lo- love to be stabilized. They don't go over their means. They don't go signing big, big. Time players uh, and they're real. They're a real family family club. As Roy Keane has pointed out many a times on Sky and stuff like that, um, it is a club that's close to his heart. Um, but uh, no, they are still part of Cork. They would see Cork as their rivals, but Cork. I was, was going to say it's yeah because there's yeah it, it didn't feel like Cork fans when I spoke to some of them and um, they didn't see Cove as being the rivalry, but. I would imagine Cove fans are probably like, oh yeah, we want to play them because I, I don't know if they, if Cork had considered the bigger team. This is the thing because I want to get into the League of Ireland more so that I can find this stuff out. But I suppose if we're talking counties, who would or, or just county based, who would Cork's rival be? Who's their derby? Because you know, obviously yeah. for Ireland's second city, if you want to call it that, then you know maybe it deserves a derby. Uh, Waterford, uh, would Waterford. Be, you know, okay. Waterford are in the first division, but Cork and Waterford would be it'd be more provincial derby. So we have Ulster, Leinster, Connacht, Munster, Waterford, Cork going back years, even when Cork were in their different guises. Uh, there are 11 different uh, guises. Uh, Waterford was always the big game. Um, there was obviously the Cork Hibs, Cork Celtic derbies back in the day as well. Um, yeah. Cork Waterford. Now, I'm not from Cork, so maybe they might treat, pick somebody else, but uh, Cork Waterford, in, in my opinion, would be uh, the big derbies. Which actually, yeah, I, remember, I remember them playing Bayern Munich. Yeah, yeah, they did indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, um, it's sort of like Aberdeen in a way. Um, Aberdeen's a one. Uh, it's not, Aberdeen isn't a one club city, but it is if you're talking about top tier. Um, yeah. They're, but, they're, but Aberdeen wouldn't consider. Inverness or Ross is a local derby, would they really? No, well, the closest two teams to Aberdeen are probably Peterhead and Cove Rangers. Cove Rangers have kind of come up recently from yeah. the divisions, uh, made it into the SPFL, rose up the ranks. They got to the, they were in the championship last season, but they ended up getting relegated. Um, but who, who, Mark, just curiosity, who would be the uh-huh. big derbies in Wales? The yeah. big derbies in the Welsh League, yeah. Uh, 
Um, okay, so every league has one. It used to be Banger. It used to be Banger Carnarvon, uh, but Banger went out of business. Um, they're a reformed club now. So um, Banger eighteen seventy six. Um, Carnarvon real. Um, Holwyn Bay is going to be a derby with Carnarvon next year. Um, I, I should imagine that'll be quite a big game. Um, Barry Barry Cardiff Met can get attract a few a few people. Um, and that's it, really. Um, I, oh, there we are. Carmarthen against um, Clinically, possibly. Um, that would be a, a biggest game if it was in the Welsh Premier League. You think that's one of the problems then? Because obviously every league in the world has like a big derby. So you have Bows and Rovers over here in Ireland. They attracts about yeah. 50,000 fans. It's a yeah. big, uh, They play each other four times. Even I, Pat's Rovers, the South Dublin derby, I was at that. Uh, that there was 6,000 at that on a Monday night. Um, you know, so you have these big derbies going on. Uh, D- Dublin derbies are quite frequent because there's four or five clubs yeah. in the Premier. So, and then obviously you have up in Scotland, Celtic Rangers, um, yeah. uh, Hearts, Edinburgh, Edinburgh Derby, and yeah. probably one of the more underappreciated ones, the Dundee Derby. The Dundee Derby yeah. is class, always a great. Well, my my my, uh, my my uh, good friend who lives in Dundee, but is from the Ronda. He's a he's a D season ticket holder, mm-hmm. uh, and I think he's also a season ticket holder. At Lockheed United, Lockheed United, good. So he supports local as well, which is nice to see. I think I don't know if. Teams would maybe I don't I wouldn't necessarily say Dundee or Dundee United have struggled with frequently not being in the same division as each other. Well, they were they were for quite some time, but you know obviously Dundee United came up for a bit. They're now back down. Dundee yeah. for a bit, but up until then Dundee United Dundee United have a sort of derby with Aberdeen called the New Firm. It feels a little bit. Yes, forced, I remember that from the eighties. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the eighties. So I don't want to say you know it's it's nonsense because obviously I I'm not I wasn't born in the eighties, so I don't know. Yeah. But, I, it feels it feels a little bit forced, and I don't think I don't think I don't think Dundee United against Aberdeen is a, is a, such an attractive fixture as it was back in the eighties. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would agree I, with that. I would you agree think with that. that Mark that that is a, a kind of if there was a, a kind of big rivalry in Welsh football that might stoke the fires, uh, the flames, so to speak. That might. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, we 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 have got one of the biggest rivalries in yeah. Cardiff and Swansea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. You know, so. Um, because he's a that, passionate that. bunch over there, uh, Welsh fans. I know that because he's came. I remember the first game at Crow Park. He has came. Uh, he was the first team to play Ireland at Crow Park in the first soccer game, which uh, yeah. was one nil. Stephen Ireland. Um, yeah. But he's had a huge crowd, and I, I always remember uh, your fans had this big banner of skull and crossbones. <laughs> uh, when I I was quite a young lad, I think I was only sixteen. I was with my dad, yeah. I think, and uh, that was quite something to see. Uh, quite intimidating. Um, but you are quite a passionate bunch. So I'm just wondering, what a derby, like a big derby like that, stoke the kind of passion in football fans. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I think I think that's why a lot of uh, fans of the Welsh Pyramid would like to see Merthyr join the Welsh the Welsh Pyramid. You know, um, but again, Merthyr. I think gates will go down. I mean, re- realistically, and we've worked this out, a couple of us have worked this out, it would be more difficult for us to travel to Connorsky or Ballet or Carnarvon than it would be to, for us to travel to Hendon in London and places like that. Well, you know, seriously, okay. it, it, it it's, you know, you're talking a, a really tough journey, you know. Um, there's no competition. There's no competition in the Welsh Premier League or very little competition. TNS are going to walk away with it again next year. 
Um, they know that. Um, it just needs a big shake-up, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, let's get on to even more positive, uh, or maybe not. Uh, the international side, uh, is ah. we've talked about is um, being, uh, you know, qualified for major tournaments. I'll be yeah. star names like Garrett Bale, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, although Rory's shaking his head there about, <laughs> about I was just say, we, we have we've spoken about we've spoken about their successes. We've not spoken about how shy they've been recently. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. no, no. Um, yeah, so you've had big players, Joe Allen, and, and I, I know is a big Welsh favourite. Um, yeah. Going forward, I know you you've had bad results there uh, yeah. recently against Armenia. Um, yeah. So what do you think? Do you think Rob Page is still the man to to carry on, or do you think? Uh, fake uh, up uh, okay, so. Again, I was at the Armenia game and the Latvia game. We scraped past Latvia. Um, got, a, got a good result in Croatia, but probably should have been quite a few goals down by half-time. Mm. Um, Watch that game. That last minute yeah. Yeah, goal was quite uh, yeah, it was quite special, to be fair. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we beat Latvia at home just. Armenia home. Wow. I mean... I've watched Wales back in the 90s and 80s when they were getting turned over by Georgia and things like that. And I was back to that, you know. I, um, people are going to hate me and I don't care. Wales Wales internationally on a downward spiral. And it's because we haven't got the pool of players to pick from. You know, we're back now to picking players who, okay, they might play for Premiership clubs, but not regularly. Or they're in the Championship or even lower down than that. And... To expect them then to step up to international level is a massive, massive ask. Well, um, welcome, to, welcome to my world. Uh, yeah, world but exactly world. that. Yeah. And and you know what? Despite Armenia, their they, they ranking, FIFA or UEFA ranking, they play Wales off the park football-wise, you know? And those Eastern European teams are always good at passing. Yeah. They're always good at build-up. They all play the same way. They're good at build-up. They're good at passing, right? And you lose four two at home to Armenia. That's 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 pretty bad, like you know. And then go out to Turkey and lose that, you know. And then and you're down to ten men in both games as well. Uh, Rob Page. Um, who else are you gonna have? Who, who's gonna take? I I honestly don't think it's just down to him. Yeah. Um, I think the we we were incredibly lucky to have a pool of players come through who were gelled and were all you know, um, playing at top-level clubs, okay? Um, we haven't got that anymore. And I just feel that we're in one of those cycles now where for the next couple of years or the next couple of tournaments, that's not going to happen. We're not going to qualify, you know? Yeah. Um, Again, and then maybe, maybe, in, maybe in 10, 15 years, we'll have another crop of players come through, you know? But with a small country. I mean, total population is, what, three and a half million? You know, so... We we're always going to have a small pool of players to pick from, you know, and that's just how it is. There's less people living Wales than living Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, worst comes to worst, uh, Mark. We can always jump on the Scottish bandwagon and, uh, uh, you know, support the boys up there. Uh, yeah. Well, until they get knocked out of the group stages. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not mentioning Costa Rica, but I'm. I'm mentioning Costa Rica. <laughs> Listen, see, as it stands, right? We're winning the lot. I'll put that <laughs> record. We're going the full way. Euros, World Cup. Not the Women's yeah. World Cup, though. Do you I... know what? Steve yeah. Clark, I was at his last game for West Brom and they lost to Cardiff in the Premiership and they sacked him. Yeah, yeah. 
And I thought, you know what, bad move. And and you know what, it's turned out to be a really bad move because he's really a good manager, right? This, this is the thing. Um, he needs he needs one. He needs a bit of time, and you've seen that with Kilmarnock, right? But the yeah. thing that I think I quite like about the Steve Clark teams, not that I'm by any means a Kelly fan, by the way, but it's that. Yes, there are players who are better than others, and yes, you have to an extent star players, but every player has a really, really specific role to play, and if they pull it off the way that Clark wants them to, then it's incredible. And I know that sounds like a really, like, you know, that's what football is statement, and to be fair, it is, but it's like, yes, well, John, John McGinn and Kieran Tierney are probably two of are yeah definitely two of our best players right but the system that Clark plays them in wouldn't work if we didn't have Dykes up front who a lot of people really go in heavy on but without London Dykes we wouldn't be where we are at the moment if if, if you want to look how good a a manager Steve Clark is look at Kilmarnock under Steve Clark oh no yeah no Dan I know I I witnessed it all I remember they they finished third didn't they I think under him um, uh, and where they and where they are now so you know Yeah. yeah Just quick, there's one question that I want to ask, uh, and I kind of missed out on it in, in the course. Yeah, sure. Um, what would you, what would your thoughts be on Welsh sides going into the FA Cup, the English FA Cup? Would that uh, ever happen? Well, well, that used to happen. That, yeah, that used to happen. It used so, to happen. Would you be against that or for it? Would that help? Uh, they, uh well, Merthyr Merthyr playing the in the in, in the FA Cup. So okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we got last season we got we actually got the first round proper. Um and we we didn't get a we didn't get a dream draw. We got Buxton yeah. away. But we took about six hundred fans up there, you know? Um but a, a lot of Welsh clubs used to enter the Welsh uh, the FA Cup. Um Barry for certain, Abergavenny, uh Hinetley, Banga, Carnarvon, um, Colwyn why, Bay. Why do, you, why do you like the likes of TNS not do it? Would that not up their game? Say they got to the first round or even second round and they got... A, a it wouldn't be money. allowed. It wouldn't be allowed because of the different FAs. So you got the Welsh FA and the English right. FA. So they're not allowed not anymore. Be allowed. Yeah. So, um, obviously, Cardiff allowed because they, they uh, I believe, are Welsh FA members and English FA, but they belong to the English Football Association. Right. Okay. So, I, always so that. I always wonder that why, why, um, like, I mean, as you said, the Welsh Cup don't allow English clubs anymore, but I always, yeah, it was allowed. It was, yeah. And it was allowed, it was allowed on both sides. Um, and Welsh, you used to have Welsh clubs in the FA Trophy as well, you know, but, um, there's no way that's going to go, come, go back to that now, like, you know, yeah, absolutely not. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's quite interesting. Welsh football has always, always, uh, kind of attracted my interest. It's quite close to, to yeah. you know, Ireland. It's quite, as you've mentioned many times, it's quite similar. Uh, Irish football is on an up, upward trajectory at the moment. There's still a few things that need to be sorted out, like stadiums and, and stuff like that. But they are, the government is starting to get a bit of, uh, pump a bit of money in. Uh, there's been announcements and stuff like that. Although there's been a lot of scandals over here in Ireland uh, regarding yeah. media. I won't name anything, but uh, if you looked up the news, you'd see it. Um, So... At the moment, the government have pledged uh, to to give uh, Irish football uh, a bit of money uh, over the next few years. So hopefully that will help. I'm hoping that the same will happen with Welsh football uh, in the next few years. I don't know because I don't know the situation with the government and stuff like that. But it does just sound like a bit of investment and a bit of proper management. The Welsh football pyramid uh, with passionate fans like yourself could grow. 
Well, okay. I, I, I thought just came into my head about the Northern Ireland League, which yeah. is covered by BBC Northern Ireland. Mm. And you can access that, obviously, um, wherever you are in, in, in the UK. Um, quite often, I think, on a Friday night, I've tuned in to watch Northern Ireland football. So I think it'd be great if the BBC Wales decided to start covering, um, mm. you know, football. Well, I think that would be a, a, a major step. Well, Things man, like that. Yeah, man, over here, only the last two seasons, we have introduced a thing called League of Ireland TV. Uh, because yeah. our national broadcaster and other broadcasters, now this season they have been shown matches, but before that they weren't um, for all different reasons. Um, but we uh, over here in Ireland, they brought in a thing called League of Ireland TV. So you can sp- uh, pay either €120 Euro for every match. You can watch anything, women's football, first yeah. division, Premier Division, any game for 120 quid, or you can yep. on the day. So, say for tomorrow, if I can't get the Pats Cork, that's on tomorrow, I can pay seven quid and watch it here on my laptop and watch yeah. the game. Now, League of Ireland TV had its niggles, had its problems last year when it, when it kind of was launched, cameras and stuff like that. But this year, it's definitely, definitely improved, like anything, like any technology yeah. improved. I'm wondering if, say, Welch, the Welch FA or somebody over in Wales can come up with something like Welch League TV and promote it that way. Would that? Would, do you think that would work? Uh, again, I, I, I'm not sure how big the figures would be. Um, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it on BBC Wales or uh, or back on SRC at least. And I'd like to see. Um, I mean, we're a bilingual country, obviously. Yeah. Um, the majority of people all speak English, um, so the commentary on SRC is in Welsh. Um, with English subtitles, I think, and again, I'd, I'd be criticised for it. I think you'd get a lot more people watching if it was in English, you know. Yeah, uh, I, one uh, thing I remember, I remember a few lads from Wales came over here to to League of Ireland about two, three years ago. They were talking about they yeah. ran a Welsh magazine. Uh, one lad's name was Nick. I can't remember the other lad's name. They uh-huh. ran a Welsh magazine. I don't know if it's still going, but they had a plan to do it for League of Ireland and they got in touch with me and a few others and we yeah. brought them to a Pat's Court game. And yeah. the one thing that uh, stood out for me when I was talking to them was, yeah. maybe stood out to them was, we over here in Ireland, well, some people do speak Irish or Gaelic. Um, yeah. We, we mostly speak English. That's our... Like, yeah. I speak Irish. I learned Irish in school since four up until 12. Uh-huh. Uh, and or, Until 16, pardon me. And I could, I could only speak a few words. But the two lads who came over from Wales could speak fluent Welsh. And I think a lot of you yeah. speak fluent Welsh over there, which to me is amazing. And I think it's brilliant. I'm yeah, wondering, yeah. I'm wondering, and, and they said this to us as well, that they use that to their advantage to attract Welsh football fans. Would that be a way to go to kind of really make it an, a kind of nationalism sort of thing, do you think? Uh, do you know what, mate? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I, I'm pretty much against nationalism of all sorts. Right. I'm not a fan. I'm not Good a man. fan of nationalism. And um, there's a kind of rebrand going on with the national team to call it Cymru, which is obviously the Welsh for Wales. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everyone at the games chants Wales, right. you know? So it. it's, you know... <laughs> uh, it wouldn't work in your opinion then. <laughs> uh no, I I I I'm just not an, I'm not a I'm a very proud Welshman, don't get me wrong, but I, I, I'm I find nationalism sometimes borders on xenophobia. And yeah, yeah. um I, I'm really sort of wary of it, like you know. Um it's not something that attracts me to, to um to anything, to be honest. 
Yeah, it is. It is a borderline sort of thing where you have to be careful yeah. that if you do go down that route, that you're not attracting in these type of uh, people. Like you rightly said, that are using it as a platform to to show things like racism and stuff. It just it was interesting when the lads came over. Yeah, and they they really they could speak fluent Welsh and stuff like yeah. that. And I was kind of like, well, I I actually was taught Irish from four to sixteen, uh, yeah. and I can barely speak any Irish. To be honest. And I know I know maybe two or three people that can and even the people that can don't do it they only do it because they had to do it for to become school teachers and stuff do, like that. Do, yeah do you know what when i was when i was a kid um in comprehensive school welsh was considered less important than german and french well oh. here in ireland yeah that's the same yeah, so so yeah. that's changed and that's a good thing absolutely but I think my generation, you know, it, it, it and, and also I must, I'm, I live in South Wales. Um, there are cultural differences between people yeah. from North Wales and South, you yeah. know. Um, we're all Welsh, but, you know, we, we are different. Um, uh, I think that should be recognised as well. Um, but no, nationalism, um, no, not for me, thanks, no. No, no, no that's fair enough. Um, I think, I think... The points you made earlier on in the show, uh, you know, summer league and stuff like that. I think they would work uh, in Welsh football. Um, a question that we ask uh, all all our guests. Um, sure. um, who is your favourite ever Welsh player, and who is the best ever Welsh player that you saw? Now it could be the same person, or it could be two different people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I had this conversation the other day with someone. Uh, in fact, I had this conversation with my neighbour. Um. So my favourite Welsh player of all time would probably be John Tartrack. All right? Oh. Even though he's from Cardiff, started at Cardiff, went to Liverpool, but obviously took Swansea into the first division, right? Mm-hmm. So, but regardless of that, I think John Tartrack, okay? Mm-hmm. Best Welsh player? Do you know what? Ryan Giggs was unbeatable on his day, you know? And I, I remember, and I was talking to my, my neighbour about it, um... We lost out in Milan in a qualifier. Um, I think it was nil-nil at half-time. And I think it was 4 nil at the end or whatever. But in the first half, Giggs beat the entire Italian defence on his own. <laughs> and I, me- I remember watching him thinking, wow. You know, I mean, do you remember that goal that he scored for United against Arsenal? Yeah. Where he just beat the entire field? Yeah. I think, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into him as a person, but as a footballer. Mm-hmm. I think he was. I think he was a, a, a real talent, like you know, in my era anyway, like you know. No, that's a, that's a fair pick. I think most people, you know, just take away everything what that recently happened. Most people would say Giggs is one of the best Welsh footballers, you know, of all time. And yeah, that, that's a fair I, I'm one of the best British footballers of all time. You know, I mean, he was the only Welsh player that would have walked into any England side. What about you know? what about Ian Rush? Rush, great goal scorer, but. Football-wise, yeah, you know, I mean, he was a, a fantastic goal scorer, but not as a he wasn't a, 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 a he wasn't a world-class footballer, I, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you that's, know, that's a fair point. He would have been yeah. just uh, after uh, before my time. Pardon me, I only saw his latter years, uh, and then when he played for Newcastle, uh, Craig Bellamy. <laughs> Craig <laughs> Bellamy, um, yeah, good <laughs> on his day. Good on his day. Was yeah, good he on was. His day. Yeah, yeah, good on his day. You know, but um. Again, I mean, um, John Arson was good. Yeah, he was a good centre forward. John Arson is a great player, but again, I would agree with you in that 
while he was an absolutely fantastic centre forward and he was a great striker and great goal scorer, he was still quite limited. It, but you know what? His game. It's, well, his fault is outside. His, his fault is on a stand outside Celtic Park, isn't it? No, well, that, that that's the thing, and I mean, he, he done. He was absolutely incredible for us, and he was still an incredible player. But yeah, you have to think. Uh, but, you put but, him in but, any but modern talking, team, like, you know. I mean, if we're talking world, you know, world class, then Ryan Giggs, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, th- I think he would have, yeah, he could have played for anyone, like you know. And is uh, one 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 question mark? Is uh, Owen yeah. Williams still around the Welsh side? Say that again, sorry. Is uh, Owen Fawn Williams still around the Welsh side at all? Uh, I don't think so. No, Thank I think he's, yeah, yeah, because he, he was up, he was up. Was he playing for him? No, Ross. Well, who's he playing for up there? Fermlin. Oh, is that the last club he was at? Yeah, I think he was Phil. Honestly, man, like this guy had, I think, one reasonably good season in Scottish League One, and he got a move to the Championship. He was yeah, fucking one of the worst keepers I've ever seen. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, player, yeah. I'll tell you the player, Michael, I always think of when... Uh, uh, Inverness, Hamilton and Dunfermline, sorry. When Welsh football is spoken about, you know, there's one player in my mind that always comes in, and maybe this is my age, Robert yeah. Earnshaw, always, and oh. his little celebration and all that. Uh, he always seemed to be, and he's the West, I think he played for West Brom as well, so probably maybe... Well, I've got, a, I've got an interesting stat, and I met oh. him, I met him on City Road. Um, if you ever look at my Twitter account, there's a photograph of me and him on City Road, but anyway... He's the only player I've seen score a hat-trick for Cardiff City, yeah. West Brom and Wales. There you go. There you go. So I'm delighted I mentioned him because... He was a fan. He, he, do you know what? Wow. And and I'll tell you another story about him. Um, I, He played for um uh, a Caffili-based side um, as a kid. Um, And one Sunday, we went down to Hopkinstown, which is an area of Pontefree, to watch um the youth game on a Sunday morning. And he was playing there. And it was like, wow, you know, yeah. you could see him at an early age. He was going to be a star, you know, and and he was, and he and he absolutely was, like you know. He always played with a smile on his face. I think that's what as well. I I enjoyed about him and his celebration. Yeah, and he's a, I think he's a nice guy as well, like yeah. you know. He looks like he looks like a decent uh, a decent bloke. He's come out and said. Uh, I think he came out and said he'd play for Wrexham for free and give his money to charity and stuff like that. Is that him? Oh, I think yeah. it might have been him. Um, oh, but uh, yeah. he, he does seem like a, a genuinely nice bloke. And as I said, I just remember his little celebration and his uh, little smile. Uh, one of the underrated footballers, I think, of, you know, the yes, Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to add, Mark, uh, before we wrap it up? No, mate. Um, I've got a, I've got a young Airedale Terrier right next to me at the moment. Who is absolutely dying to go out? Right. Yeah, just, just before you go, Mark, uh, you told me that you've written two books. Do you want to mention the two books there? Yeah, they're available on Amazon. Um, it's the Enthusiast Guide to Non-League Welsh Football, um, and I also did one on the West Coast of Scotland. So um, nice. I've, I've covered. Um, uh, I don't know. You know, I went to Beath and um, Darvel, <laughs> and um, I even went out to Tarbert and places like that, Fort William. Um, oh, great! Excellent. Danoon, Danoon. If you like, if you like your, if you like your Scottish junior junior football, then you're more than welcome up to a Lanark United game anytime you like. I'll, I'll take you up on that, mate. Yeah, and, uh, we're in tier, we're in I'm tier nine, to, so yeah. I'm due to visit Dundee at some point this year, so I'll, <laughs> I'll make a, I'll make a, I'll make a, 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 a that, a, that a must. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Les Mahego Juniors as well, who are like our local derby. It's very, very close by. You can walk from my, the back of my friend's garden out of his gate and just down to the stadium, and it's like a right retro ground, man. It's it's amazing. So there's yeah. some cracking, there's some absolutely cracking grounds up there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Mark, thank you very, very much for coming on this evening. That has been your Welsh football feature. Um, basically just talking everything Welsh football from... We talked a little bit about Lost Clubs, why it might be the case that they're going bust, uh, challenges within the league, the Welsh national team. We've covered it all. So hope all of our listeners have really, really enjoyed that one. Of course, we'll be back with our regular episodes soon and more featured episodes for you. Our bloggers are working hard. We've got content coming out everywhere. So please do keep an eye on it. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. Maybe Twitter, I don't know. Twitter looks like it's been a little bit <laughs> in the mud the last 24 hours. You can get us on Twitter or threads. Maybe we might set up on threads. We don't know. Uh, and Instagram as well and all of our other usual social media places. And if you guys want to get in touch for anything, just feel free to send us a DM if you would like a club or a topic to be featured on an episode. If you just want to ask us anything at all, please do get in touch. But for now, Mark, say goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Philip, say goodbye. Cheers. Good night, everyone. And we'll see you all again next time. Goodbye. Cheers.